time for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United, passionate, unfiltered, unfiltered, and totally black and white by fans for fans. What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast. And we're here again, Paul, back in, back in Negativity Street um, with the population of Steve Bruce, back to Bruce Ball. Not just any old Bruce Ball, though. It's like the Bruce Ball of last season, the back end of last season, when we're already safe and the players looked on the beach. Um, no fight. The midfield had about as much fight as... <sighs> <laughs> um, Anthony Joshua. I, I tell you where they should be on the beach, right? If they're sitting there, right, dreaming about Dubai or the States or some island in the Maldives, where they should be holidaying this year, based upon the performances this bastard season, should be fucking wreck a seafront because that is all they fucking deserve. Maybe Seaton Carew, send them for a holiday down there, send them for oh. a week over to some holidays down there rather than Dubai and the likes because. Once again, it's back to type. It's back to normal. It's the same old thing. Shit manager, shit performances, shit landlord. Aye, yeah, that came out. That's something we're going to have to mention later on. But just another dismal performance, Paul. And like talking before the podcast, we're like another maybe 20 minutes talking about the football match and then the rest we'll talk about something else. It's like just... I, I, I'm i trying to sum it up, and I know I've got plenty of time to sum it up, but, like, we were flipping shit the day, Paul. Like, yeah, from, we, never get, we never got started. I mean, we had a couple of glimpses through St. Maxman, but other than that, that Matt Ryan, every time we seem to play this flipping goalkeeper, he, he might as well kick up a deck chair, mate, and a pitcher tent, because we never get near the bastard. He yeah. always keeps a clean sheet against Newcastle. Brighton, he did it for several years on the bounce, and he's doing it now, and he's done it, done it <coughs> again. He's done it twice this season. He's kept two clean sheets at St. James's Park. How many clean yeah. sheets in Newcastle kept at St. James's Park this season? Is is it literally one or two? Because I'm sure Matt Ryan's tied. I'm, I'm positive. Uh, the Black Blackburn winning the cup and Liverpool at home. Can you think of any other clean sheets this season? We don't. We just. We just don't do it. The thing is, we're leaking at the back, and we and we don't score many goals. And to be honest, the Arsenal keeper, he had that little to do today. That the the bastard, he, he could have literally. Of uh, just left his water bottle on the pitch, he could have gone shopping around Elton Square and still made it back in plenty of time for what he had to do. Um, it was absolutely atrocious, mate, from from start to finish. And it, um, the, the trouble is, I, I think the reason we feel so deflated uh, and let down at the moment is because we actually went into this game for once with a little bit of hope, a little bit of optimism. Uh, we had uh, Rob messaging us with 5 nil predictions and this, that, and that. I think after 2-1 in the view from the van yesterday. Um, I think everybody pretty much was pretty convinced that base, basically because of the fatigue, because of them playing on a Thursday night whilst the Newcastle players were tucked into bed, uh, them training in Spain on Friday, travelling back Saturday, coming up to Newcastle uh, just, this, you know, just this morning, that fatigue the tightness, the concentration on the uh, the return leg um, in, in Europe would be that much that they 
would take the eye off the ball, we'd get the three points and we would be uh, 12 points clear of Fulham with only four games left to go. But it, it's it's the hope that gets you and it's just literally kicking the nuts after kicking the nuts. And today it feels like another kick in the nuts. And it's just like, it, it seems between Newcastle and Fulham, it's like, oh, no, no, uh, you, you stay up, we'll go down. And then Fulham say, no, 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 we'll go down, you stay up. Yeah. And it seems like nobody point. wants it. And it, and it just seems to me that we what what's going to happen is it, it's building into, uh, into a crescendo for that game, at the, the last game of the season at Craven Cottage to be survival, show, you know, showdown or whatever. And it would be typical Newcastle will go down on, on like fucking goal difference or something like that. That would be typical Newcastle. Um, but, you know, we have had a golden chance today. But we will not get them in the next two games. So you are taking an almighty gamble by turning up with, and in it, I blame both the players and Bruce and the coaches with the, the wrong attitude from the first bastard second until, until the last. No urgency, no passion, no game no. plan, no quality, um, and and I can't think of anybody really, maybe apart from Dubravka, maybe apart from. Um, Saint Maximum who come out of that game with anything but need to do better for the mate, love, love yeah, of love yeah. of Christ. And, and and I tell you what, for the yeah. next couple of games, mate, I'd make changes. I really, really would because we're on an absolute fucking hiding for now on the next two. Mark yeah, my words. Because make no mistake about it, Paul, this Arsenal team are by I'm far sorry. the worst the worst Arsenal team I've ever seen and we made these bastards look like the Invincibles of 2004 yeah. like Cabellos and El Neni in the midfield we made that uh, them two look like Gilberto Silva and Patrick Bastard Vieira the day and the shit like yeah. mate our midfield like oh my god like I know we've spoke about John Joe Shelby this year in immense detail about how flipping lazy he is but that whole midfield today mate they're flat free in midfield and they just got bossed. They didn't close any ball down. They didn't cover the wing backs. They didn't do anything. They just no, stood no, and did not, no, no movement in the midfield, no driving forward. It was it, the ball would go to Shelby. He kicked the ball and he'd find the one person with the brightest coloured top, Matt Ryan, in an aluminous orange footman shirt. It boggles the mind, mate. Like, yeah, how but, but that thing. That, that's it. And the thing is, it, it doesn't matter, mate, that, that it, it doesn't work for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. He'll continue with the same tired, abysmal, stale, predictable, useless party trick that he does every single bastard time. And it was no surprise to me when they scored the goal that you saw John Joe Shelby literally sauntering back and then stopping. I think he's five ten yards to the to the right of El Neni, and he's just looking at him. Go, oh, go on, hit it, son. See if he can do it. El Neni, before today, hadn't scored a goal in the Premier League, and he's been in the Premier League for three years. That's how yeah. bad. Matty Longstaff never plays for Newcastle. He's got more goals than El Neni has in three years in the Premier League. Yet El Neni gets it on the edge of the box. It will make him look confident. A free hit, a goal, one nil. Five minutes gone. Like, like, at home, you're taking the piss. Like, 
this, and like you said before, massive opportunity for Newcastle going into yeah. a, a game against a team that are flipping shit in Arsenal. I don't care what anyone says, they're flipping shit, Paul, for a big six team. They're flipping shit. Yeah, for, for, a, for a greedy six. Just look at their TV, mate. They've been absolutely ripping these lads to shreds. This is a take away the name, and, and I've got a feeling that Steve Bruce plays it's the name, it's the name. This is a, this mm-hmm. was a 10th place and then up to an 11th uh, placed Arsenal. I've never seen Arsenal in my days so low, I've never seen them uh play so so absolutely uh, terribly and have so little quality. Yeah, they've got some good players like Saka and stuff, they've got some players I really rate that. that to be able to call upon the forwards that they're called upon today, uh, compared to what Newcastle have got, don't get me wrong, it's fantastic. But, you know, through that team of where you've got bits of quality, you've also got a lot, a lot, a lot of bang average, mediocre players. But those bang average, mediocre players made ours look like, I'd say Sunday League, but that's an absolute insult to Sunday League. I think the over 75s, um, you know, would, would, would have put a... Um, more of a shift. More, yeah, more of a shift. And, and I'm just I'm sick of repeating the same thing about John Joe Shelby in particular, is that you know you you're supposed to be the captain, you're supposed to be the leader, you're supposed to be the manager on 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 the pitch, as it were, his his voice and stuff like that. And looking at that man, it, it's everything that's wrong with the football club. There's huge issues with the middle of the park, and as soon as we haven't got um, a Joe Willock to be able to call on, um. Oh, Isaac Hayden. And this, this, this is what this is what we save up. There's no, there was certainly nothing much from the bench to be able to to call upon. I mean, you've got Dwight Gale there sitting with one goal. Um, you knew that Matty, it just isn't fancied, um, and so on and so forth. But it's so frustrating to me. You know, Arsenal are playing for nothing in the league. It, it, it's it's basically win win there, win in Europe, and get to the Champions League or it's bust. So. To them, the league is pretty much irrelevant. It was there for Newcastle to do the business today. But once again, um, Steve Bruce and his memory men have bottled it, bottle jobs, bottle job United uh, You know, t- today. Whether it's fixing damp issues or sorting out our leaky defence or sorting out our lack of goals, Steve Bruce is not the man. And if rumours are to be believed... And he is feeling the pressure and he's not being happy with the stick that he's got off the supporters and stuff like that. Well, two things. First of all, clear your desk and piss off. And second of all, whoever are those 10,000 who get in for Sheffield United, and it will be up to 10,000, there will be 10,000 people in there, no doubt about it. But they need to give him absolute hell for 90 minutes to get over the feeling and the passion of against the man. So he is under no illusion. You are not wanted. You're not one of us. Regardless, you're not qualified to do the job. Clear your desk and let somebody come in who's got half a clue. Because the thing is, people used to jump on Alan Pardew's back. I'd have Alan Pardew over this clown any day of the fucking week and Pardew's uh, fetish with left-backs. Because at, at least we were better in other areas like midfield and stuff like that. But it, again, it, it's just such a... Such a letdown when I, I know we've got a terrible record against this lot, mate. But at the end of the day, like as we said against Liverpool, you will never get a better opportunity to set the record straight and to set you know no, a, a bad run straight than today. And once again, we fluffed the the, the opportunity. Uh, and, and I just think that 
he'd left it again far too late uh, and he's and he's gone and, and, and put it back into the melting pot because make no doubt about it, we've got two losses coming up in the next two games. 100%. Yeah. Well, exactly, mate, and, and it opens the door for Fulham again. I mean, we're, I think we're the only club in Premier League history with five games left, or four, is it four, five games? I think it's four, 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 games, games, four games left, nine points from Fulham, and we're looking over our shoulder and worry because Steve Bruce is that incompetent. He's definitely the type that would lose the next two games, fluffy slimes against Fulham, uh, fluffy against Sheffield United, and then put, uh, Fulham put away on the final day. He, yeah. he's, the, he's the type just such incompetence oh well you know and it's like like the last couple of podcasts have been okay because we've won not because of the performance Paul not because no. oh we've played well and oh we've dominated play the only thing and we've we said the same thing mate we've continued to say Bruce out throughout 100 yeah, even during wins like you should have been sacked after Sheffield United mate like make no mistake about that but like yeah or Brentford I've seen we get a one or two comments saying oh it's only Bruce out when we lose it's not it's Bruce out in any way the bloke is a flipping moron and even when we've won games it's because we're grinding out results mm-hmm. because of the quality it's crazy mate like if mm-hmm. it went for Maximin we would be flipping would be a point of Fulham because Fulham haven't yeah. picked up any points since we started winning games. And it's like, he'll sit there and brag, oh, well, we've only, oh, well, you know, we've only lost once in six. And it's like, yeah, but at the same time, we're, we're still not performing. It's like, we'll yeah, have but, 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 but the thing is, we were, put in the Maya, we were put in the Maya because of the perfect uh, win. Uh, I think it was, tw- what, 21 matches and we won about two. So you can't just say, oh, we've had a good little run now because we had such a terrible run. For three times as three, for three times as long, previously you can't just take selected selected things. If you're looking at thirty games, we've probably got what now, uh, three or four, you know three or four wins in that, and all of a sudden, us bunch of ungrateful sods uh, are supposed to be so so uh, over the moon with the fantastic job that Steve Bruce has done. We're four bastard bottom. We're still in a relegation dogfight. Uh, so I, I just. I just don't see it. I see pundits having go soonness again having a go today. I, I, I see I see people uh, talking about uh, on the TV. Well, um, Mike Ashley's got the right to run the football club and employ who he wants. Blah blah blah. Then I see um, people on about Manchester United fans. They've got every right to demand different ownership. They've got every. It's so biased. It's so against Newcastle fans all the time. There's people shitting on us left, right, and centre, and people are sick. But before the game started today, I made a deliberate thing of putting a tweet up that said, regardless to whether we win this one and we say it is still been a shit season because we have underdelivered. We should have easily been mid-table. We are well below that. The performances have been shite. Even when we've got results, the performances haven't been great. And if it wasn't for uh, Jamal Lasalle scoring a couple of goals, ASM coming back and, and, and notching a few times, um, and the... Um, uh, and Joe Willick's goals, if it wasn't for, say, them two or three players making the impact, getting the winning goals uh, and getting us the points on the on the table that we've had recently, then we'd, we'd be up shit creek without a bastard paddle. But make, yeah. uh, make no mistake about it, throughout the wins, we were still saying Bruce out. We said Bruce out since he came in, to be fair, but we give, <laughs> yeah. we try to give him the benefit of, of, of the doubt and try to support the lads. But even during the wins... The performances made haven't been there. When was the last time that we 
uh, dismantle the team? When was the last time that we even went out and and, and took somebody, um, you know, to, to, to town, ripped somebody in the, up in the cup? In, in anything, we've even struggled against lower league opposition, division three opposition, um, in, in the cups and stuff like that. We just, we just don't, we can't. We're like highly paid, highly oiled, and everything else like that machine. But we're firing blanks. We like I say, take out Callum Wilson and his goals, and it's. It is really, really alarming, and that the only reason we'll, we'll, we'll probably stay up, and I'm saying probably because it's not not for certain, thanks to Adrian Bruce, but it's because we've got ASM and Wilson back for the time being. Hopefully, they stay fit, because if it gets to Sheffield United, mate, and we need a result to be able to stay up to avoid a final final day drama, and they aren't playing, you cheat yourself because the alternatives. Looking on the bench today, and you're seeing Joe Linton. You're seeing a lad who was playing in the under-18s. You're seeing Matty Longstaff, who's not fancies, and so on and so forth. Uh, I wanted us to win today, get the 12-point scap, and then what I wanted us to do was then experiment a little bit to see what we could learn about the likes of Elliot Anderson. Is he good enough? Is he ready? Or does he need a loan out? We could have found that out by putting him in and playing some decent minutes against the likes of Leicester City and Manchester uh, City and the likes. But now, he won't. He'll revert to, he'll revert to type. It'll be Shelby, it'll be your Longstaffs, it'll be your Hendricks, uh, and so on and, 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 and so forth. And um, it's it's just a farce. I just want this season to be over with so badly because the only positive that I can take from today is it's one game less towards the end of that season and it's one game less for them to catch up. But they have a couple of games where they could nick results, mate. There's no doubt about it. And if you remember recently... We were like 10 points ahead of them and then the court was up and they could have overtaken us and put us in the relegation yeah. zone. This before. time, we're nine points ahead of them. So it, it's been done before, mate. So it's more than capable. And it'll be typical Newcastle out of the relegation zone all season. Last game of the season, we're relegated down at Craven Cottage and it's not an overreaction. It's just, I think, a, a realism that could happen. And my only faith is that I look at the table and think Fulham have only won five times in in 34 matches and they've probably probably got to win at probably oh, at least yeah either all four of them or they've got to win three plus a draw and then we so have can, to can they do that but we're not staying up because newcastle are so so great and we should be seriously worried even if we do stay up about next season we're staying up because fulham west brom and sheffield united are really shit and even then, mate, we'll fail to beat any of them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We've beaten none of them this season. Uh, two draws against West Brom. We've been beat off at Sheffield United and we'll go drill at home against a 10-man Fulham. Like, but if you dissect, the run, uh, you dissect this run of form that we've had, the 3-2 win against West Ham, we've got a last-minute goal against a 10-man side who were 2-0 up against and we threw the lead away. Burnley, St. Maximin came on and blew them away on his own. Uh, Tottenham, I felt we, I felt we deserved more in that game. Tottenham were pretty dismal, and the manager got sacked a week later. And and then and then you've got Liverpool, where we're unlucky again. Um, but Liverpool had a fair. But, but unlucky, we were robbed. <laughs> to be fair, on that yeah, game, robbed. we were robbed by the uh, VAR. But like you look at it, mate, and it's just like there's no 
outstanding performance in there. It's just like solid performance or like most of the game will be defensive under the cosh and then we'll hit them on the break with Maxi and in there in mental. It's mental how yeah. How it's take like I've noticed there's a couple of the Bruce in brigade back on the flipping bandwagon since this run of form. Um, Clinton Morrison the day made a flipping tit of himself. Oh, he's done a great job. Was seventeenth in the league, and you and like you flipping brilliantly put the nail on the head before the agenda with Man United. They're fully justified in a protest, yet they're second in a Europa League final. We're seventeenth. We've been relegated twice in thirteen seasons. We've gone. Who couldn't give a shit? We've stadiums fallen to bastard pieces. We haven't updated the training ground. The fans are miserable. We've had pointless appointments, ridiculous signings, like Joking over the last thirteen years. And it's like we're we're seen as oh, we've got a fank, Mike Ashley from Rio Ferdinand, the flipping toolbox, like. The agenda in the media is absolutely insane, and it, it's I, like, I, I'll say it again, though, mate. I will not take a, a, any sort of advice of Rio Ferdinand with what he's got up to in his life. Uh, if he can get down off his moral high horse, he needs to remember, mate. The likes of him need to remember where they came from, where did they came from, and now yeah. he's sitting there on his high horse with his business arrangements and this, that, and the other, and he's saying, "Well, it's not, it's not because I'm in bed with Mike Ashley. Oh, yeah, you're in bed with him, all right." Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous that the the state of the punditry and the, the spin that's that's put on on it is it's absolutely disgusting. But I just felt the irony today. I mean, Sunes is still bitter and he'll chirp away and chalk away all the time. Uh, but then, like I say, the the Sky people will all go, "Oh well, he can run it Abbey once. It's his club." Blah blah blah. But then, like I said, that the same logic. Five minutes later, when they're talking about the Glazers, well, they need to get out. There was fans that are lifeblood of that club and this, that, and the other. And you're quite right. Yeah, again, hit the nail on the head. They have not been through what we've been through. The football is nowhere near the nowhere near the same. The lack of success, the lack of ambition and hope, and this, that, and the other, and and everything. Um, you, you cannot compare it. But these. These people, with the exceptions, I'd say, of, of the likes of Jake Humphrey and stuff like that, are absolutely and utterly clueless. I cringe every time I see, oh, we're on Sky again. Oh, shite. That'll mean Sooness. That'll mean, the, you know, the, the rest of them, the Makamu, most of the bloody show. Yeah. Um, and I think straight away, and, 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 and even like building up to the game, I, I was joking on today, I was saying, well, they might talk for Newcastle about 10% of the time and the rest of the time they'll be banging on about Manchester United and Liverpool. The entire thing made it, it shite and I just can't wait to get to the end of this season and I pray that Fulham are shitter than us. We stay up um, and then it's it's all about a takeover, mate. And, and I, I don't care whether it's um, the Dunlop man, the, the, the man from Milk Tray, I don't care whether it's Saudi pay at this point. I just want, I want our club back. It doesn't feel like our club any, any anymore. It, it's so, it's so, so, so disconnected. Um, they don't listen to us about the manager. They don't listen to us about the players. They don't listen to us and our opinions about the uh, about the um, the infrastructure, the the training facilities. We, we're not listening to one fans forum. <laughs> What fun These are real, real and genuine concerns. That the, the club made is, it, 
is I've used the, the old adage before. Mike Ashley a year ago put the keys in an envelope and posted them through the door, and he has zero interest about this football club. And and I'm I am I am worried about this season because it's not done, it's not done. But I'm even more worried about next season because even if we survive, I know with, with, with this, you know, a, a point, a point, a loss, a loss, a loss, a loss, a point, a point, an odd win, a loss, a loss, a loss. It's not going to be good enough. And just like what happened to Sunderland, it's not sustainable, mate. Yeah, you, you can't keep you, the thing is, if 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 you dip your fucking uh, knob in raw meat and then keep sticking it in the lion's cage, eventually the lion's gonna chop the bastard off. So you can't you can't keep getting away with it week in and week out, right? So I, Sunderland, just down the A19 are a perfect example. They flirted with relegation all of the time, but thought that they'd be okay and they'd collect the money, collect the money, and eventually that they would get better. And, and it didn't happen. And look at where they are now. Fluffing their lines in Division 3 once, once again, having to go through the lottery of the playoffs, which they never do well with. That could happen to us. And it would break so many people's hearts if it did happen to us. But you know what, mate? At least we we care. We get it. I don't think Steve Bruce gets it. And no, Mike Ashley doesn't get it. Lee Charney doesn't get it. The gutless, spineless bastards. And what they have done to our football club is far worse than what the Glazers or anybody else has done. We are the worst run club and the worst looked after group of supporters in the entire country. Fact. Well, I'll, the only competitor I would have said recently was Oyston at Blackpool, but he doesn't run them anymore. So, yeah. more than that, I'd say we're, we're probably up there with the worst run in the country. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but, but uh, no disrespect, mate, but uh, uh, Blackpool compared to, to Newcastle is your T Rex against Barney the Dinosaur. You, you know, they're both dinosaurs, but that's where it ends. Newcastle is a huge in- institution, it's, it's an absolute juggernaut. Um, and Blackpool is, a, don't get me wrong, they've got fantastic, lovely fans. We've cracked on with them and stuff before, but they're nowhere near, the, you know, they're nowhere near the, the, the same size and stuff like that. But, and I know that football clubs, no matter where they are, whether they're big, small, or indifferent, they matter to, to the communities that they represent. But we're such a juggernaut. And, and, and the thing is, I think most Geordies could have stomached it for longer than anybody else would. You imagine what's happening to us, happening to Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, this, that, and the other. They, they wouldn't put up weight. Look at what happened at, at uh, Blackburn. Ewood Park was, you know, empty. It was deserted. Um, and time and time and time again, Aston Villa are the same when they were uh, fighting Doug Ellis and stuff, trying to wrestle control off him. There was nobody there. We asked, and, and to be honest, sometimes our loyalty gets in, in the road because it, it masks and it's it's like papering over the cracks, but it's such a big summer for us because I don't think we will survive another Mike Ashley season. So either we go down this season or we stay up and we get a takeover or we'll go down next season if we still under Mike Ashley with Lee Channing in charge. Because if Steve Bruce is here another season, Mike Ashley will look to sell Maxi, gain him as much profit as he can, and he'll give half of it to Steve Bruce, and Steve Bruce will buy El Mahamadi, Jack Cork, uh, flipping Ashley Barnes. He'll, he'll buy them type of players, cart horses, yep. give Andy Carroll another 10-year contract. Like He'll just 
make shit decisions, and then you've got another fall and 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 we're kind of tolerate another season of this shit because we will get relegated. What for? I don't want to be seen. I don't want the fans to be like, oh well, for pundits to say, oh well, they might have been right all along because we've been condescended to the whole time. Says, oh, Bruce is doing a great job. Bruce is doing a great job. Bruce is doing a great job. Oh, they're relegated. Oh, well, they might have been right then. I don't want to be right. I want to be. I want the club to act on what we're Prospect. saying. As fans. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't want to be proven right in a petty thing with. Um, pundits trying to get clicks and views. Do you know what I mean? I, I couldn't give. I couldn't care less. I want the club to act. But it, like you say, mate, it's a massive, massive chance. For, well, a massive, massive summer for Newcastle because if, if it does, if it doesn't happen, the takeover, we need to be ready, man. Like uh, seriously, we need to be ready. Like in yeah. terms of a protest and that, we can it funny around like we did last time, Paul. I mean, you remember it a couple of years ago. Rafa left the club. Turmoil oh. around the club, or protest Arsenal, protest Arsenal, social media would have been flipping empty. Yeah, 10, 20 people stood over the flipping road in the pouring rain and watched thousand upon thousand upon thousand of people walk into that stadium. And it's like, if arbitration fails, if it's a big if, if if it doesn't and the takeover goes through, we'll be we'll be with the rest of you. Partying in Newcastle, meet up and do a podcast, whatever, right? I'll be, I'll be, I'll be right there. We is, but if if this flipping takeover fails, Paul, where are we, where we're going to be, what is going to happen? Newcastle, like as a fan base, we need to be ready. None of this petty shit with this like pe- petty infighting amongst each other as fans. We need to be ready because Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, they all get a. They all get a ride for being plastic fans or whatnot, but they've shown more of a united front in terms of a protest in a reaction to the Super League in seven days than Newcastle United have in 13 yes. years, Paul. And it's like, that to me is flipping embarrassing mm-hmm. because I'm a, I'm a fan and I don't speak on behalf of Magpie 24-7 or, or whatever. I speak on behalf of me. I've I've done protests. I've went to Magpie group meetings. I've tried to use my platform, use whatever platform be a part of that, that given time to help as many open many and I Ashley out groups as possible over the over my time on, on like social media as a Newcastle fan. And it's just like we can it seem to unite. The fan base can do it, Paul. Because when the takeover fell through in quotation marks last summer, hundred and ten thousand people signed a signed a petition to get it put in but front th- of the this is, this is where it needs to stop, mate. Because the thing is, to me, in the Newcastle community, we've all been about working across, not seeing lines and this, that, and the other. Working with other similarly minded, passionate Newcastle supporters. I'm afraid to say that the, the, there is too much fragmentation. There's too much dick measuring that goes on at times. Um, there's too much. We'll, we'll, we'll write a strongly worded email, or we, we'll we'll do this glossy PowerPoint, or this, that, and the other. What we need is is direct action, um, like what we've seen today. That needs to be something direct, physical, um, that that needs to be therefore dealt with in a lot more urgency. You can just delete an email. You can just ignore letters. Uh, Mike actually can be asked to come into the House of Commons to explain himself. He doesn't legally have to, and he won't. So on and so forth. Um, well, we need physical change, and we can't 
sit here for another 13 years. I want to see, before I die, I want to see Newcastle win something, mate. Whether it's the League Cup. At the moment, mate, at the moment, all I've seen them win, apart from the Championship, which is irrelevant to me because we shouldn't have been there, into Toto, Bastard Cup, and then something that looked like a TV Bastard aerial pre-season that Collegini brought back. Right? That That is it. That is the lot. And I'm sitting there, when I was a kid, I didn't expect that this this would be it. And I'm not in it for, for the glory. Far, far from it. But I would give anything to see Newcastle be successful, even if it was just 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 once. And yeah. I just don't think the people, mate, who are in charge of our football club, that's Lee Charney, Steve Bruce, his coaches, which is the rest of the Steves, yeah, Mike Ashley, um, Justin Barnes, Keith Bishop, all of them, they haven't got 1% of the passion that we've got. And I'll tell you something, Nick, the, Nick DeMarco, who's their solicitor, has got more passion and connection with the Newcastle fan base than what the ownership has got and the manager and this, that and the other. The manager and the MD are supposed to be Newcastle United supporters. Where's the passion? Where is, is the want to make genuine change? Where's the want to make the club better? When do you ever hear from, from anybody? It needs direct action. And by direct action, I don't mean that uh, myself, you, and a couple of other people who we know sitting in a bar in Newcastle, like you say, 47,000 people walk past you straight into the, uh, into the stadium, pissing against the fucking wind. Because these people, uh, honestly, you, you can imagine Lee Charney stood up in St James's Park, watching out down St James's Boulevard, right? Laughing his fucking head off. <laughs> Boycott. Yeah. For, for, thanks for the free publicity, lads. We, we've said it. We said it before. I'll say it again. Twitter and social media is not a barometer of public opinion. We need something no. much, much grander and more drastic. If this takeover isn't going, isn't going to come, yeah. and if the takeover does happen, mate, we need to learn lessons and we need good communication with the new owners coming in, whoever they may be. Um, we just want a little bit of hope back for for our football club because it's just so deflating sitting here after yet another shit performance. And the only difference is between this week and last week is today we got a shit performance and a shit result. Last week you can have a shit performance and you get some sort of result out of it, but it's so hollow and 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 we just can't seem to do it. We can't seem to do it so we can get into a cup run. We can't seem to do it so we get back up to Europe. And, you know, back under Pardew's days, I talked about Pardew before, today's the anniversary of that Chelsea game. Do you remember it? The 2-0 with yeah. CSAF going the double? It's the anniversary of, of, of yeah. that today. That, that, at that stage, we were three points off the Champions League uh, spaces. So don't dare anybody tell me that this football club can't do it if it wants to, if it tries, if it does its very, very best. It, it, it can't do it. Because even under that bastard, Mike Ashley, it can do it. So, yeah, it, right regardless point. to the ownership, we need somebody to get their teeth into the football club because the MD, the manager, the owner, the uh, PR person, the communication people, everybody doesn't have the best interest of this football club at heart. Um, but... Don't say that we can't do it and we have to accept fourth bottom all the time, even if Mike Ashley's still in charge, because we fucking don't. 
exactly exactly paul we shouldn't have to accept it and it's just like i'm like we're just we're, we're, i mean yeah we'll do a podcast and stuff mate but it's irrelevant do you know what i mean it's like we're just two fans that want what's best for the club like mm-hmm. you listen you want, you want what's best or you might disagree i might sit down and say john joe shelby's flipping shit and i never want to see him play for newcastle again i stand by that by the way and you might disagree that's fine but like, <laughs> we've got we've got a common goal of wanting the best for Newcastle United, right? And it's like, I just like obviously the over the course of this podcast starting and that, yeah, we've had good games and that, but we've never been good. We've always nope. been just shit. <laughs> like, I've, I've been able to come on the podcast and say, "Oh, Maxi's good." Maxi's had a great game. Oh, uh, Dubravka's played well. Oh, Darlow's fantastic. Oh, this or like several, like some players. But I kind of, I, I kind of come on the podcast and be like, "Oh, the team were flipping great the day, Paul." Well, I've never been. We've done over flipping sixty-five podcasts, and we've, we've, we haven't even been able to say the team's played flipping well. Like it's not much. It's not too much to ask to expect you, the bare minimum from your football team to play well, and it's just yeah. like. For, for when, when when things are that bad, mate, that we went to Sheffield United and we were shitting ourselves, right? That that tells you everything that that, that you need to know about it. The club is broken in so many ways; it's it unbelievable, is. and it's going to take some major major heat to get it back going. And, and I remember yeah. Keaton when he first came in, and he says, "I can feel it. I can feel it taking off." And we were signing players like Les Ferdinand, and Les Ferdinand was saying. Again, I, I can I can feel it. I can feel the weight of the people behind me pushing me to do to do well. Now yeah. people are just the so it's just so resigned to this circle of, of of just of just torture. And my worry is as well is that over this course of this pandemic, people have found other things to do with the Saturday. They're not going to sign back up for season tickets. We could have a situation where you've got like an Ewood Park and it's half full at best, or people will pick games that they want to go to and they'll see how things go on this, that and the other and it's, um, you know, it needs to be a perfect synergy. I remember when Norwich came up and they played, um, not this season, but the, the, obviously the, the season when they got relegated and we went down there and we got absolutely destroyed Pumped, and I yeah. watched, uh, watched Farke, um, I knew you said something else then, <laughs> I saw their manager, <laughs> um, Delia, uh, and all all of their fans, right? And they're singing together, and the, the owners giving the thumbs up to the manager. The manager's giving the thumbs up back. The fans are loving everybody, and there was a great unity and a great synergy. And you saw Tim Crowley's going up and he's fist pumping and all this sort of thing. You don't have that at Newcastle. We're so fragmented. We hate the owner. We hate the MD. We hate the manager. We hate the coaches. A lot of us hate a lot of the players because the players aren't good enough, and they're the same tired players. Producing the same mistakes that they were producing last season, and, and so on and so forth. And it's the same, yeah, same football, same results, same problems, same failures. We don't have what the likes of Norwich have got, and, and when you put it like that, it's gutted. And we're, we're both on about the fact the entertainers show starts very, very shortly, mate. After this podcast, and we're both going to be watching it, and um, it, it's 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 longing. For that club that cared about its community, we yeah. want the club to care Long about minutes. the fans. We want the club to care about the fans as much as the fans care about the club. 
but I, I just and my worry is, is 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 that there's there's a certain amount of um, empathy around, and there's a certain amount of frustrating and shoulders shrugging and heads dropped, and it's just a, a lack. I think the fight has been drained out of of so of of the fan base, and then you look at like you said, Chelsea, Manchester United fans taking direct action, and yet we'll get Chianora. Uh, to say something in the Houses of the Parliament and we've got no powers to call Mike Ashley in and to make him answer with the greatest respect to Chi who's trying their very, very best. I don't I don't deny it. But we've got politicians and emails and letters and this and Twitter spats yeah. and they've got physical direct action. Uh and I and I just I just worry that we'll we'll continue to do the same thing with protests outside the sports direct. Some people will boycott um, merchandise. Some people will boycott going into the stadiums um, and so on and so forth. But I mean, I, I just say to the club, regardless to what happens this summer, and I, and I, and I want the takeover more than anything, show that you care about the fans because I don't think you give two well, flying fucks. Sorry, sorry, customers. Customers, the customers under Mike Ashley when we have part. They won't. Oh, that's a problem, mate. And like, to take it back to what I was initially saying is like, as a fan base, we need to be ready in case the news is no with a takeover. I know we've waited a long time and it's a good thing to those who wait type of thing, but like if it doesn't happen and the Premier League get their own way and it doesn't go through, we're up shit creek without a paddle, mate. We need to be ready. It's we need like an almost a militant plan ready to go for yeah. them if something goes wrong. Do you know what I mean? But like you know as well as I do, it's it's just not going to happen. There's too many yeah. Spots is the, the 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 fan base is fairly toxic and it's like a lot of infight. It's not a, it's not about it's not about Twitter handles. It's not about I'm under this badge or that badge or whatever. It's it's no. about the passion for the football club and and I just want our football club feeling that it's back with us, us fans because at the moment all you're getting is well it's Mike Ashley's club and he can do what he wants. He's not. Is the custodian of the football club? Is the current, um, you know, owner, if if you will, but he, he doesn't have the club in his heart. He doesn't have the best interests. He, like I said, he's just a custodian. That is it. As simple as that. And it, it's a business transaction for him. And I've gone past the hope of thinking, well, Mike Ashley might see it as a business and might, wouldn't you know, worry about staying up and this, that, and the other, and the money that he'll lose. He doesn't look at it. He's a gambling businessman, and he thinks, "I'll take my chances." And you're quite right. You, you could Just get a situation where, where you where you're losing Alan Sir Maximum, Miguel Miron, Callum Wilson, and then we're doing what we did a few years ago on that season that I talked about when Newcastle were, you know, knocking on Champions League and and, and really pushing past the legs of Chelsea and stuff. We bought Vernon and Anita, and you lose players, and you're up shit creek, you know. Yeah. But we, I mean, we, we haven't we haven't got enough quality made to lose any quality. We've got lots of deadwood, and and whoever is overseeing this club needs to, he's a massive player. Our midfield is shit. Our midfield is pretty pretty shit. Uh, our defence um, today, I thought Clark again was pretty bad. I thought Fernandez was bad. Jacob Murphy didn't have his greatest game. Time and time again, got done like a kipper. Um, but as bad as the defence is, 
I still think the bigger problems are our central um, midfield. And I'll just say now, Arsenal, although this is one of the worst Arsenal teams I think I've ever seen, and I'm not used to seeing them this bad on the table. Worthy winners today have no problems in saying that they deserve to win it. We had a shot, what, one shot on target or something uh, ridiculous like that. The boss, the possession, the boss, everything else, they deserve the win. Congratulations to Arsenal doing the, the double over us. Uh, they probably want to play us every week, and our terrible record against them continues. I don't think they've scored mate even against them since Kieran Clark notched that time. Um, it's terrible. It, it, it's just we're back down to earth, and I, and I just fear it's going to get worse over the next two games. So it is going to get worse. Morning. And, uh, we're just going to cheer ourselves up watching this entertainers program. Oh, uh, that's that's that, that's the thing I'm looking forward to, mate. Obviously. We'll record this before that starts, but yeah, it's 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 just it's just like to, to transition back to the match, mate. I think you did that really well. Um, yeah, performances wise, the midfield today, man, flipping pointless. Like Cabeos and El Nani had the easiest afternoon of the career, and what baffles me is a tactical change, Steve Bruce. Right, you have Alan St. Maximin, a big threat on the wing. You've got Granite Xhaka, who's slower. Than, than a broken Swiss clock. He's slower than one of them, right? And he, and he didn't put Maxi on the side of Xhaka to get at him. Like, where's the tactical now? It's because surely you see a weakness. You see, you see like a bit of weakness in the army. You think, right, I'm going to go straight and attack. But he doesn't go in. It's like, you're yeah, not in that. That the, they were asking to be hurt on that side by playing Jaka on a fullback, and it's like that. It, like, and they didn't change throughout the game the amount of times they, they found a twenty-five yard ball towards uh, Martellini, and he's running it. Uh, Jacob Murphy taking the piss out of him, megged him several times. The first goal was as a result of Richie being out of position, a twenty-yard ball over the top. Just simple shit defending, mate. Under Steve Bruce, it's what we've come to expect. Um, midfielders not charging down the man. Midfielders like Shelby not picking up the man. Sean not running towards his man. Miggy not even in the right position. <laughs> like, from midfield, mate, the day, shocking. Absolutely shocking. Yeah. Worth will play definitely since that Brighton game, but it'll probably take what it'll get beat. The next two games, and then Fulham win their next two games for Newcastle. Actually, go. Oh, we need to play football because we're that reactionary. But we react late. Say, oh, we might want to play football now because this will happen if we don't. It always gets down to like last chance saloon for Newcastle to think. Oh, we've got to play well today. Other than that, yeah. it's just like, oh, well, you know, if we get a draw, then that's a great result against such a great, 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 great Arsenal team. Because that's all he said in his post-match press conference, mate. Great Arsenal team, the better team on the day. Great Arsenal team, better team on They're the day. They're not a great Arsenal team, oh, yeah. mate. I mean, Aubameyang ran circles around uh, Fernandez and Clark. He had malaria last week, Paul. He had flipping malaria last week, and he's running circles around Clark and Feddy. Now, Mate, he, he could have had one leg today, and he would have run circles around them. These these two lads have been great servants to Newcastle, but I'm really starting to doubt them as defenders, mate. Like I know we spoke last week about Kieran Clark on the podcast, potentially not being good enough anymore. 
honestly, mate, he looked like they look like cart horses today, and I, it it proper makes us cringe to say to say that about players. I, I have a lot of respect for, but they just they look like absolute cart horses. They, they, they need to step up. They, it needs to be stepped up, mate. Because if it isn't stepped up for these next two games, mate, today is going to look like an absolute walk in the park because these could be long, long, long games. We could be on the end of an absolute whipping of Leicester. And Manchester City. Um, no, I can I can take like a quality. I can take off games and stuff like this, mate. But put a little bit of something around. Put a bit of pride in the shirt. Put a shift in. Break a sweat. Have a go. Come out. No, and I've always said, I've always said it. Come out swinging. And I tell you what, if you come out swinging and you get knocked out, I'll sit there and I'll be over. I'll still be over the moon. Still support the lads hundred percent. But. I, I can't accept today's performance as acceptable. It wasn't acceptable. It wasn't good enough. And we need to see we need to see a response in the next game. But I, I doubt well, it's going to come. To quote you from many a time this season, mate, today felt like the analogy of it's okay to lose, but by not by not yeah. not yeah. not many. That that's literally that's literally yeah. what it felt like. The day it felt like they were on the beach. Already, already sorted. That's Mike Ashley's Newcastle. If Fulham win next week and we lose, we have to go to who the the will be champions away. No, the will be champions at home, and we we'll yeah. have to play Man City. Good luck. Like we're not beating Man City, not with that midfield. That midfield no. is flipping shit. And I was watching. I was watching Man City. Right, I was watching Man City against uh, Paris Saint Germain. They're on a different planet, mate. They're playing a different game to us. They're playing a different game. So, so the players look so much more um, athletic and muscular and well built and conditioned. They purr the machine. They almost see them purring as the game's going on. Meanwhile, in comparison, we look like a mouse in one of them cages running around the circle. Well, Shelby yeah. Well, yeah. Shelby wouldn't. He'd be sitting there gnawing on a piece of cardboard at the bottom of the fucking cage. But we awesome. just look, we just look pathetic. It's like comparing a Ferrari and um, a Piaggio Zip. You know what I mean? It's 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 like little scooter. Um, I'm really worried about these next two games, and um, Leicester's probably going to be the easier of the two, you'd say. And even that is, it's a, a huge ask. And again, it's not a team that we play particularly fantastically against. Since Bruce's came in, mate, we've been historically terrible against Leicester. I think we've been beat by yeah. more than three goals on two different occasions. I don't think I think we've only scored one goal past them, and that was in the in the in the cup. <laughs> like, oh no, sorry, Andy Carroll scored against them in the in the game in December. Sorry, oh, my yeah, yeah. but um. Yeah, Leicester are since Bruce came in, since we've lost that tactical nous of Benitez, we've really fell to the sword against Leicester. So I don't hold much hope against Leicester. Obviously, it's a Friday night, so um, I, I'm not sure when the podcast will be out next week. Actually, Paul, um, next it could be next. It could be Friday night. It could be Saturday afternoon. I'm not quite sure yet, but uh, yeah, we're we'll trying to get out uh, as quickly as we can, but. I just, I just honestly, um, um, I'm dreading it. And and to be fair, I, I was sort of like after seeing Arsenal play and, and looking at the schedule for the first time in a long time. I mean, stupidly, I shouldn't have been, but I, I, I sort of set myself up thinking 
we're going to win today. I'm, I'm reasonably confident. Not quite naive for me, Rob, though. I'm putting oh. him on top, by the way. Rob, 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 you don't say Newcastle are going to win 5 0 against Blythe Spartans, let alone Arsenal. <laughs> like, no. I love that, but flipping hell. <laughs> you can't say 5 0. I don't see Newcastle scored five goals between now and the end of the season, <laughs> let alone in one game. So we'll I'm be looking to get five before Christmas. <laughs> flipping hell, like honestly, <laughs> putting your glass kit that's a flipping howl, I mean. But <laughs> mate, boy, like, I don't even do I, do I have a shot on target the day? Other one. than Maxi had one in the first half, one, yeah. And, um, other than that, I none, don't, would it have one, one shot on target? One so... shot on target, yeah. <laughs> it's, um... it's 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 embarrassing. The thing is, it's 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 cringy. It is cringy because the thing is, it's like they're playing at such a higher level. The, on paper, that the 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 not not the greatest yet. They haven't even had to get out of first gear, mate, and they've made us look like mugs, right, mugs. And uh, Newcastle once again with a gift that gives. If you if you're struggling a little bit in the league, play Newcastle. We'll we'll you give you the three point. We've done it time and time and time again this season. And Arsenal must have been, oh, thank fuck, we've got Newcastle next. It'll take some pressure off me and maybe get a little bit of confidence up in, in, in the lads. But, yeah, massive opportunity. Fluffed today. We could have been 12 points clear with only 12 points left to play for. But thanks to Steve Bruce, thank you very much. Cock up number, I don't know how many of this is. It's got to be in the thousands. of the season. Yeah. Actually, that would have been generous. But, yeah. yeah. So, I mean... It's, it's, it's shit. It is. It is shit, mate. And the next two podcasts don't seem like they're going to be any better, considering we've got Leicester and then Man City. But yeah, is unless there's anything more you want to mention, Paul, regarding regarding this one, like obviously it's been a, it was a terrible performance. There's not really much we can mention in terms of good performances or anything. I think Dubravka made a one or two decent saves, but. I kind of it was yeah, it was a dismal performance, mate, across the board. The midfield needs sorted in the summer, whether we've got a takeover or no takeover, the, the midfield needs yeah. sorted in the summer. Absolutely no, defense. Um no, actually no short share got a red card, didn't he? We'll mention that. I thought he came on, mate, and I thought he was a breath of fresh air. He was picking out lovely passes, he was getting forward, like he has more technical ability in one foot than I think Clark, Dummett, Fernandez, Lascelles have in any of theirs. Do you know what I mean? Like the bloke has got talent in terms of being he able to pass the ball. Because Shelby, Shelby's got this tag for being able to play the ball forty yards on a, on a sixpence, and he and he can't. He's just not good enough. Whereas Cher got the ball forward and he made things happen, and then he goes and gets sent off. For me, that's not a. Not a, not a red card, Paul. It's a yellow card, most considering Xhaka got um, a, a booked oh, in the yeah. first half, snapping Miggy down, and then he runs into uh, Sean at the start of the first half, and nothing happens. If Shell's yeah. then I'm sorry, but Xhaka should be getting sent off as well. Both goals Arsenal scored <sighs> defending the, yeah. the, the both on the both balls out of the wing. Not being marked by the by the wing backs goes into the centre. Easy, easy pick. And too easy, too easy, mate. Like he made like a Bamiang. Ever since we 
turned down the 12 million to pay for him to buy him. He scored against with every given opportunity, mate. He's haunting one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. just another too, too easy, too fucking easy. Yeah, it is. And like, it's I just I, I just worry, but like, yeah, <laughs> Rob, if we score. Five goals between now and the end of the season, mate. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to. What does he drink? Do you know what he drinks, Paul? I haven't got a clue what he drinks. Right? Oh, not, not, nothing alcoholic. I probably be right being a non Rob. Five goals between now and the end of the season. When we meet in Newcastle, Rob, I'll buy you a Ribena. I can't say now. I didn't drink either, but uh, I'll buy two Ribenas then. How about that? <laughs> but um, no. <laughs> I do know how I don't drink with this shit, mate. To be honest, but <laughs> um, in terms of in terms of the channel and stuff, Paul, I'm sure you've got a man in a van coming out. I'll do a video midweek, a bit more about the protests as well, um, and see what happens as a result of that. But anything in between, if there's any major news, we'll probably sit down and do a podcast. But until then, it'll probably be the the either the day after the Leicester game or just beforehand. But uh, it's just a case of see you then. And um, yeah, see you on the next podcast. Everyone, see you in a bit. Keep it.